The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, May 7th, I believe. And we are going to talk some Aaron Rodgers, some NFL draft fallout. And we're going to do it with our good friend, the one, the only, Jason Lockenfora. JLC, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I got to tell you, Thursday was, it just blew by. <laughs> Thursday was one of the fastest days I've, I don't know. It was just weird. It was like a blur. I know. One minute it was 9.15 Thursday. The next thing it was like Friday morning. I don't know where, <laughs> where the time went. You, like a, I don't know if I got caught in like some sort of vacuum or some, you know, Michael J. Fox back to the future stuff. But anyway. I was about to ask. On to the weekend. On to the weekend. I was about to ask. You, uh, you know, you seem like somebody who would, who would get down with Huey Lewis in the news. What? No. What gives you that impression? I'm just kidding. You're a uh, you're uh, a punk, you're a punk rocker. I'm a big Huey Lewis I fan. I love everything. I don't mind pop music. I just it's hard for me to. Is that is that pop music? I feel like Huey Lewis is. I mean, Nirvana and Pearl Jam are classic rock at this point. So I don't know. What is well? What is Huey Lewis? Easy listening. Whatever he is. I mean, he was pop at the time. I mean, if anybody, I mean, he was dominating Casey Kasem's top forty for. From like like between I want a new drug to like whatever the theme song was for the third freaking Back to the Future movie. Back in he time, pretty much. Had, he had a run. Yeah, he's he's uh anyway. Yeah, no, I yeah, Hugh Lewis is the man. I don't know. Where, yeah, I love. I mean, I, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't really think it holds up well, but like, he's pop. I mean, I don't know what else to call him. I mean, he's he's a pop yacht artist, rock. Or, he's like a post, post. I guess he would be probably considered yacht rock now. Po- post type yacht rock or something like that. So we'll call him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing at this point. Yeah. But I do know Thank that you know. if you go back and check I, out. I would not have taken Huey Lewis before the sixth round. That's just me. Ooh. That's where I am. I would not have traded up for him, but I'm crazy that way. Okay. All right. Uh, I do know that if you check out the podcast feed, you can uh, listen to a fantastic conversation with our buddy Josh Norris, who joined us on Thursday. Of course, we have tons of draft fallout. Feels like the draft was Josh said it well. feels like the draft was three months ago, and it was really like three days ago. We also have a 2022 mock draft coming up on Monday. Oh, yeah. Poor Ryan Wilson. But you know what? In in Wilson's defense, not in Wilson's defense, you know, you can feel bad for him, but we also got to – we're going to hop on the the horn with my good friend 
and Raleigh native who I haven't seen in a year somehow, even though we live less than three miles away from each other. Chip Patterson, he's got a little, he got a, you know, got a kid, had a kid, you know, you know, how uh, good for him. Yeah. And, uh, Tom Fernelli. So me, Tom, uh, Chip and Ryan going to break down the 2022 draft and talk about what college players you should be on the lookout for. And of course, if you leave a five-star review, if you have any question that you want a- answered about uh, parenting, which we won't have good answers for you there, or football, maybe good answers, or beer, really good answers, you could do that. Leave an Apple review, an Apple podcast review, five-star review, and we will answer it. Let's get speaking of reviews real yes. quick. When can we get a review um, of this uh, tattoo? When, where where are mm. we? There are the lots. Draft of... is over. Um, the sketches are in. I assume. What no, are we doing? that's the problem. The sketches are not in. Wilson did a pretty good job of finagling his finagling the situation so that the onus is on Breach. So he said, "I will get this tattoo, but Breach has to have it drawn." And Breach keeps claiming he's got uh, like something in the works. But he doesn't. We really just need if Breach will just draw something. Art. Yeah. Wilson is Why doesn't Breach just commission it out on Twitter? I'm sure he'll get submissions and then he can just pick the one he likes the most. That's exactly This is right. not rocket science. I may tweet something out as soon as we finish recording this. And if if you feel so inclined, you can retweet it and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this ball yeah. rolling. Because I mean, I think Wilson is sort of mentally in the place where he will get the tattoo done. Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I bought what he was selling. We've had him on my radio show a few times, and I, I think he's, I think he's ready to bite the bullet. Um, I just don't understand what what could what could be a more pressing matter for Breach than this. Um, that's a good question. We think that Breach likes to Breach takes a long time to do everything. He's the slowest writer in the world. Right. Right. He, he doesn't finish his newsletter until two p.m., which is fine. It's a very good newsletter. You should check it out at. Uh, uh, it's a pick six newsletter at cbssports.com slash newsletters. Tremendous newsletter. Very good newsletter. Love newsletter. Has so many friends. And, um, but it, like, he's so slow at everything and so methodical at everything. That's our thought is that he's just delaying this and pretending that he's parenting. If, if Wilson is three or more mock drafts into the 2022 mock draft season before it's a default. Well, I, then I think then I think Numbnuts has to get the tattoo. Like if Wilson gets, I mean, again, Ooh. I don't want to come over here and be the judge. No, but if Wilson gets three freaking mock drafts into twenty twenty two cycle without this drawing being submitted, then I say Breach has got to get the tattoo. I, I like it. If, I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy talk. It should be. This should be done already. I mean, it, it was the Bengals beating the Steelers in the middle of the season it's like last December. year. Right or November? Yeah. Or when the hell was it? it was, no, it might have been November. It was Ryan Finley playing for the Bengals on Monday night. It was the Steelers' first loss, right? Maybe not. Maybe it was their yeah, second right. loss. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah it, was, right, it was. Right, but they were what eleven and zero. So yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, we're, we're, it was twelve plus weeks into the season. It was insane. It's insane. That it's not done yet. I agree with you. And that is that is look as a uh, as 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 a honorary super friend. And as you know, one of our favorite podcast guests, I, I I'm I'm granting you the authority to flip that, and it's it's done. It's done. If if Wilson gets three mock drafts in, yeah, and Breach doesn't have then, it submitted, the, the script is flipped. It's over. All right, Breach, onus is on you, buddy. Yeah, step up. It's about to get awkward, a la Aaron Rodgers and Green oh, Bay. Oh, nice segue. I thought you were going to go there. Thought yeah. you were gonna. I thought that was gonna be the segue, and it was. I mean, this is the only thing we're gonna talk about for the not. not I mean, like not today, but just for the next three months, right? This is it. Oh, you don't think I know it? 
Yeah. It's you awful. You can listen to me talk about this at 845 every morning on CBS HQ. Whether or not a damn thing has changed, this is the new <laughs> Dak Prescott. This is, this is anything. Uh, what's going on with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott? It's like, and, uh, it's this, like, is, this is, yeah, I, I know where my spring and summer is going. Yep. And it's, it's, all right, so, uh, I mean, I guess the question is, it's not, I mean, the stupid question is like, well, like where, where, how does this end? Well, nobody knows. I mean, nobody really knows. But, I mean, how did we, right. is, is this all because of Jordan Love? Is this, is this part and parcel because of no wide receivers drafted? Is it simply, is it a personal, is it personal? Is it, oh, is it, personal. is it repairable? What, what do you think? Hmm. Uh, it, the, the, the genesis of this starts with April 23rd, 2020, and he's sipping on a scotch and he's sitting on his lazy boy and he's texting Tom Brady and, you know, Russell Wilson and blah, 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 blah. He's fired up to see what they're going to get him in this generational draft because the year before he kind of wasn't really sure about the coach and he's still not really totally sure about the coach, but we won a lot of games. You know, he, 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 he kind of held me back. We were very conservative, but I, you know, I got him where I need him now. I'm going to have a big year. They're going to get me one more outside guy and you know, I'm not going to be tied with Brett Favre with Super Bowl wins anymore. And then three hours later, they're trading up, and oh, sh- oh sorry, that's <laughs> fine. We'll believe it. It's fine. And it's like, who are they getting me? What's it gonna be? Um, Wait, so just just well, just we know what it was. Just and, roll it back. And did you say he was texting with like Russ? Or well, I mean, there's communication. Like sure. these guys are like, you know, they they, they send messages. They Russ have each Russ is the one who leaked. Yeah, I mean, Russ is the one who leaked I, the group chat. Is that what you're saying? That they called Gutekunst I mean, Cross. They, they, <laughs> There's a there's a fraternity there, especially among the elite of the elite and the elite of the elite who aren't kids anymore, who are you know who have kids who are in their mid thirties and late thirties, and everybody knows what Tom Brady's doing. And Russell is about to you know, Russell was kind of like, well, I don't know, if this thing doesn't go right this year, I'm going to start figuring yeah. out you know what what the master plan is. And Rogers is waiting to see whether are they taking care of me on the way out. I don't think there was any part of his fiber that felt like that pick was going to be what it was. And then it was, and it was done in a, in a cold calculated manner. It was done without any insight from him. It was done without any warning. Uh, he, he read it as an absolute shot across the bow and he read it. As, I mean, I can go back and look at the column I wrote April 24th, 2020. It's all, it's like, it's all in there. Like it's played out exactly as I thought it would. Um, with an exclamation point, which is the coach completely botched his last game at Lambeau Field and took the ball out of his hands. And if you were looking away, you know, for a way to have the most bizarre circle closing ever, and and for a guy who um, at times can relish adversarial relationships, who 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 um, has a long S list, and when you're on it, it's hard to get off. To make it end the way it did, just takes it to another level but no he's sitting there thinking he's getting help and then he feels like a jackass I'm like oh my god they just hung me out to dry like they completely they they kept this secret they hid it from me and now i'm getting a bomb dropped on my head and i feel like a schmuck so and at that point he he in his mind he has now put them on the clock Oh, you think you put me on the clock? You think maybe two years, maybe three years, whenever Boy Wonder's ready to win games for you, then you're done paying me? All right. 
And then he, he the fuse, like every the bomb was in, like the powder keg. All that is 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 put together in the in the aftermath of that decision. And then their botched, ridiculous messaging of it, and the lies they told, and the you know, oh, he's going to be, he's our quarterback forever, and all, all the sort of bold proclamations they made that they'd like to probably walk back now. That was that. And now he was going to fire back whenever he felt it was at the point in time in which he would maximize leverage. He was going to – they put the gun to his the, – the, the, the head of his career when they made that pick in his mind. And you think you're going to determine how and when I leave and you think it's going to be exactly as you want it to be and you think you are the master of my domain? Okay. And then he waits until literally – Right before the draft, when mm. that's when you know you can still get draft capital before they're selected, and it's one of the biggest news days of the year, and the whole focus of the sports world is on the NFL because baseball's just starting, and basketball's still too far from the playoffs, and hockey's still hockey. And he puts the gun to their head, and he does it in a cold, calculated manner. Yeah. One would say, just as cold and calculated as they did. And it's not cavalier. It's not knee-jerk. He didn't wake up that morning, have a kink in his neck, trip over the dog, and say, I'm going to lash out at these guys. (laughs) No, it is a complete PR machine. Athletes first, his agents, him, and release the hounds. That was that. And all of a sudden, everything that was percolating, everything that was behind the scenes, everything that was sort of in the underbelly of this um, Cold War became exposed. And he felt like you dropped a bomb on me April 23rd, 2020. I dropped a bigger one right back on you 364 days later or whatever it was. All right, so I hadn't thought about that angle. I had mentioned on the podcast a couple times that – and, I mean, look, you're an an NFL insider. You understand how this works. A lot of times when a scoop gets leaked – it is, you know, there's a text, there's a text sent out to, you know, 10 different people, right? Adam Schefter is on ESPN and they're broadcasting the drafts. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all eyeballs are on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he says, without the knowledge of his, like, like his host and his, and the people on the show with him, Mina Kimes and Dan Orlovsky and Marcus Spears and Laura, they, they don't know. He says, coming up after the break, I've got, Big news to break. You don't do that as an NFL insider on the day of the draft if you don't absolutely, 100%, factually, without any concern whatsoever, know that you are the only one with the scoop. You don't go to you don't go to a five-minute commercial right. unless you know right. you're the only one with the scoop. I hadn't thought about that then because the, my question was, why did they wait so long? It's not why did they wait so long. It was, a uh, oh, remember a year ago when you drafted Jordan Love? F you move. That's what it was, wasn't it? Well, it's that, and it's also they're scrambling. You know, they're, they've been trying to keep this under wraps. They've been trying to keep it in-house. Um, it's a big day for them. You know, you're, you're in meetings. You're about to start this draft. You're, you're there to prepare for your future. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't forget about me. Like, you, mm. <laughs> you can keep flying out to my house, and you'll keep flying back with your tail between your legs. Like, yeah, I'm going to expose everything. And we're going to put it on the table. And, and, and look, and I, I – I, talked to people close to him and wrote this in the immediate aftermath of the trade last year. Yep. He was going to watch everything Jordan Love did. He was going to assess in real time and at the end of the week and at the end of the month and at the end of the year how ready this kid was to play. And if that kid ain't close, he's not close. 
and Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He threw 50 touchdown passes and won the MVP. Then good luck, Mark Murphy. Good luck, Brian Gutenkiss. Good luck, board of whatever directors. Good luck, everybody who owns stock, in air quotes, in the Green Bay Packers getting this to work out the way you want it to work out without it getting even 10 times uglier than Brett Favre because we didn't have social media for Brett Favre. Um, we, we, yeah. yeah, I guess we had poor Dude. Ed Werder sitting out there on the farm on the John Deere tractor waiting to see, <laughs> um, you know, is it going to blow smoke today or is the tractor not going to start? Are we, you know, whatever, are we feeding the chickens or are we feeding the pigs? We had we but, had Twitter for far. We have so much means of communication now. We're in such a different era with news cycles that there's no such thing as a news news cycle anymore. Right. And you didn't have the Pat McAfee podcast every week. And you didn't have friends <laughs> all over the media and the ability to get things out without them using the mainstream media or also completely circumventing the mainstream media. Like you can play the game at a 3D chess level now. And trust me, this guy is an assassin. He is stone cold. He is very much at a certain point in time when a relationship's gone long enough, you're either with me or against me. Mm. And those who are against him, if you get in a staring match with him, you will probably blink before he does. And I believe because the Packers do have a corporate setup, even though it's not traditional with an owner, they, they still are in the business of making money. They're in the business of of being, you know, uh, risk averse and not wanting to go to war with their, and they've got a history of going to war with their best players. At some point, they're going to move on. And I think they'll move on on his terms because I don't think they'll have wow. it any other way. Because everything that happened last April 23rd was on their terms. Well, guess what? I, now the tables have turned. So they do the thing with Jordan Love. And I mean, th- this is sort of where I've kind of kind of come down on it is that they draft Jordan Love and Rodgers. And you can tell me if I'm right or wrong here. Roger says, all right, you know, you, you do that. That's fine. I'm going to be nice about it for now. Yeah. And then he goes out and he has oh, yeah. a, a literal MVP season. Yeah. Is the, is it, it, but it felt like he then went to them and said, okay, I would like you to make sure that I am paid and going to be here for the next three years and finish out my career in Green Bay, yada, yada, yada. And they, they basically said, no, we'll restructure. Is, 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 the, is the contract stuff part of it, or is that just sort of ancillary? Oh, money is always part of it. I sure. Mean, money is always part of it. I mean, you're kidding yourself if you don't think it is. Of course. Um, you've seen Deshaun Watson. You've seen a whole nother wave since they did that. Since they did that extension, you've seen a whole nother wave of, of young quarterbacks get paid and the bar continue to rise. So, yeah, he's cognizant of that, and that plays some role in it. Um, but ultimately, this is personal, and it's about whether or not I feel like you're worthy of my services anymore. And right now, they're not, and they've thrown a lot of money at them. Now, will a combination of enough money, enough mea culpas, enough promises put Humpty Dumpty back together again? Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't bank on it. Um, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, but I'm also not going to tell you that it's, it's absolutely positively impossible um, but it's kind of hard to walk some of the stuff back. You know, they, they moved up for him and then tried to act like he fell in their lap. Um, they, they tried to act like there was value him. in the player where Aaron Rodgers watches the play. He watches film. He knows what they drafted. Like if you truly drafted a kid who might be better than me in 15 or 18 months, he would, he would, he is calculated enough to put that into the assessment. Yep. But the reality is he's not. 
And he probably never, I mean, who will be? Who will be Aaron Rodgers, let alone uh, how many of these kids drafted the last three years will prove to even be competent starting quarterbacks? Um, who's developing them? Uh, and, and then again, he has the season he has. And then you, you'd rather have your, you'd rather put it in the hands of your special teams unit than me with everything on the line. I, mean, I just think you could not, from from the trade to their messaging of the trade, the walking back of it, kind of walking back of it, trying to BS him and tell him it's something that's not. He knows exactly what it is. He knows exactly what you did to him. Uh, and then speaking for him and, oh, he's going to be our, our quarterback a long time and, like, pretending there's nothing to see here. And then not immediately running to him with bags of money after you put it in the hands of your special teams instead of him. Um, no, I, I think they're, they're obviously bidding against themselves. And at some point, could they throw together a collection of words and money and, and vowed deeds that get him back in the fold? Again, I, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's, this is not about Brian Gutenkiss either. That's not ever, dude, oh. Mark Murphy runs that organization. Brian Gutenkiss got the job because Mark Murphy chose him over Elliot Wolf and John Dorsey and Alonzo Highsmith and everybody else. And Russ Ball got elevated because Russ Ball is Mark Murphy's right-hand guy. And the guy he's had issues with, Aaron Rodgers, for a long time, years, plural, is Russ Ball. And I don't know that he loves Gutenkiss either, but like the idea that like Goody's out there as a young GM putting Rodgers on the clock, setting future budgets, mm. wanting to go with the young, cheap quarterback – over the old expensive quarterback, get out of here, please, please, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's it, that part to me is like, yeah, yeah, sure. He's not happy with Goody, and and uh, you know, but it's Aaron Bleepin Rogers, and that's Mark Murphy, who's been there forever, and who set up this whole Machiavellian uh, Lord of the Flies succession plan anyway. So. Yeah, well, 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 maybe they'll fire, you know, fire Gutenkiss in there. Now, if like, they fired Gutenkiss, he'd be sitting back there saying, wow, they really are putzes. So th- that's- I really got him. I really got him. I'm, I am the puppet master. But I still don't know that I want to play for Mark Murphy. I mean, come on. That's, that's, a, that's a really interesting point. And I think that the dynamics of the Packers are, I mean, they're obviously different than any other organization because, you know, the shareholders, we, we work for the people. Yeah. Mark Murphy is essentially an owner at yeah. this point. And there's no, there's not any real, you know, when, when he came out, was it two years? When he hired Gutekunst, when, when Ted Thompson, quote unquote, retired, yeah. he, you know, he, they came out and said, I want to put everybody in silos and we're going to have the coach report to me. And the, and it's like, man, this, yeah. this seems like it could go south if. Oh yeah. No, it was untraditional and yep. awkward. And, but the bedside manner they showed with that, and those personalities, which have egos and are, are, you know, some are more alpha than others, but these are behind-the-scenes suits, by and large. They showed more sort of, of a, at least uh, being cognizant of the people part of this and interpersonal relationships with that awkward transition than they did the freaking transition from Aaron Bleepin' Rogers to whatever Jordan Love's going to be. Mm. I mean, that's the part that blows my mind, really. Like, nobody on that board or whatever was like, do you think we should tell Aaron? Like, he's still pretty good. He'll probably be better than this kid for at least a few more years. 
and we know that he's a freaking assassin. Um, mm, what do you think, guys? Let's uh, everybody lick their finger and stick it in the air and see which way the wind's blowing. Should we maybe caucus with him a little bit here? I mean, the, 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 if you look in that division, the Vikings drafted Kellen Mond this year and told Kirk Cousins they were drafting Kellen Mond at the top of the third round. The Bears, who already did the stupid a-hole thing and let Mike Glennon go to a draft party and then took Mitch Trubisky at the top of the first round, told Andy Dalton they were drafting Justin Fields. It's it's not it's not giving your quarterback like intimate control of your personnel department. It's doing the courteous thing for somebody who's already on your roster. And if the guy who's already on your roster is a Hall of Fame spite feeding quarterback who is already, you know, like kind of at odds with the organization because it feels like he they've shorted him by not winning yeah. more Super Bowls. Maybe give him a heads up. It's not that hard, right? No, it's not. And don't they have the same agent? Is it Jordan Love with Athletes First too? Oh boy. I mean Oh boy. That's bad. That's bad business. That 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 is that the fact that like Ryan Pace had to correct himself the second time around th- this year and 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 realize his mistake. Mark Murphy, you've been in this business for copper. Um, I mean, Mark Murphy's been in this business for years. You have to know, you have to know, you have to know that you cannot possibly be that arrogant to believe that you can just punk Aaron Rodgers down, or 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 that arrogant to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to back down and not deal with it. All right, look, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, where could Aaron Rodgers go? Because it doesn't feel like he's going to stay Green Bay next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, so if if you had a handicap, JLC, where Rodgers is landing, because part of the problem for the the Packers and really for Aaron Rodgers is that by by dropping the nuke on, and this is why I, I didn't the the idea that Rodgers purposely waited until draft day didn't didn't come to mind is that you know the Forty ers are now off the table, right? I mean, you can't draft Trey Lance and trade for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you can. I, I don't know. It, it does feel like. Oh, if I was them, I would try. <laughs> I mean, you think, you, think, you, you think, talk about, you know, assassins. Kyle Shanahan comes to mind, too. So, like, yeah, okay. Well, Trey Lance, Godspeed. Somebody else is going to develop you now. I got three or four years to win multiple Super Bowls with this guy. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you I mean. Well, look, they tried. They tried repeatedly to get Aaron Rodgers knowing they were going to draft Trey Lance. So, would they trade Trey Lance as part of an Aaron Rodgers deal? Sure. Right. Right. So you trade Trey Lance, but I mean, would the 
the, the Packers, Packers take. Dude, they have Jordan Love has to have a cha- like. They've boxed themselves in a corner, which again, I oh true. Find at CBSSports.com from April twenty fourth, twenty twenty, or twenty third, twenty twenty, whatever. They, 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 their kids got to play. Like you, you can't kick Aaron Rodgers to the curb for this kid and then not have the balls to play him. Now, yeah. I don't care what he looks like on the scout team. I don't care how bad it is. You buy the time you need to to eventually put him in a game. He's got to play. He's got. He's got to play. So I don't know that, that you know maybe they trade trade. I mean, again, we're now we're getting into like so many freaking hypotheticals, and most people in football aren't progressive enough to do something like this. But <laughs> you know, you start talking about a three team trade where Trey Lance goes somewhere else, and Ooh. they get draft capital for him, and then they use that as part of the offer for Rodgers. I mean, look, I, where's he going to land? I, I, I mean, I mean, Denver Denver feels pretty easy. And I know that the, obviously, you know that's the rumor, and that's where everybody, yeah, you know, that's where the books have him. But it does make a ton of sense. And it if the, if the Packers are indeed jammed in a corner here, and it, I mean, certainly it feels like they are, then they're not going to get like three first rounders for him at this point, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. New Orleans, I mean, we've seen them mortgage future draft picks for things before. I don't know why Sean – I mean, not much happens in this league that Sean Payton doesn't at least da- di- Like dip his fingers in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yes. he, yeah. You know, Carolina, oh, they picked up the fifth-year out. Who cares? Who'd think, you think Tepper's worried about that $25 million or whatever? That's not even payable until, you know, at the through the end of two years from now? It's not like that you pick up the fifth-year option and then you got to cut a check for $25 million to Sam Darnold. It's a paper transaction. Right. So, also, also, David Tepper will will write it will d- drop fifteen to twenty five million dollars from the sky over downtown Charlotte right now if he's guaranteed Aaron Rodgers for the he next. He just three paid years. what basically what eleven million to to get rid of uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, exactly. They're paying. So, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Wouldn't rule them out of mm. anything. I mean. And and they're New England. You, I mean, anybody, anybody who could. Who, I mean, who who's like? I'm, I'm sure Houston would love him, but that's not happening. I mean, <laughs> you, you just start going through the teams that are unsettled at the quarterback spot. I mean, you, th- there would be no shortage of people. It's just going to be a matter of at what point do the Packers get real about. Um, well, and the, you know, the situation, and, and at what point do they hold an auction? You know, like, I mean, at some point they should just come out, tell every team in the league, hey, you know what, it is over. He's not going to be here come to start a training camp. So, you know, we're going to take offers for the next five days, and then we're going to trade him somewhere. Do you think that he'll pull a Carson Palmer and just sure say, F you, I'm out? It wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, it worked for Carson Palmer. Yeah. He got out. Uh, now, I would say that Oakland at that time was not the, the best place to be, but it was West Coast. It made sense for him, closer to home, and sure, it took it took, it took Al Davis. You know, he was with it. It took and he Al ended Davis up getting more money over time there. So yeah, it took Al Davis I mean, dying I, I, for him to get out. But sure, yeah, I, I mean, look, every team in that division would want to do it. I don't think they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers in the division. I mean, I think no. you could take that out of it. Um, but, yeah, you could make the case for so many teams. Uh, you know, I don't know, at least probably half the league. I think you can make the case for, you know, you take Baltimore off the table, I guess, and definitely Kansas City. 
right? Baltimore. Right. I don't think Buffalo would be going there right now. Nope. Um, a lot of the teams that have taken quarterbacks the last couple years, um, you know, Russell. And then, then there's the guy like Russell Wilson would not. He, he's got a no trade. Russell Wilson's not going to Green Bay to replace Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know what I mean? He's not going to Seattle. Um, you know, Arizona, Kyler Murray. I just don't. You know what I mean? I, I don't see that sure. happening. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but t- take take like seven or Cincinnati, take seventeen. You know what off, I mean? It's yeah. going to be like, where does he want to play? Right. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a say in this. Right. Like, oh, you know, even if Cincinnati didn't have Joe Burrow, like if he don't want to go to Cincinnati, he's not going to Cincinnati. Right. You know, so, yeah. I, he's not going to Cleveland. He, he's not going to Washington. You know, I just don't see him being a part of that scene. Like, I just that's not, you know, where he is. So you take out the division teams who they would never trade him to. You, you could take out probably another eight to ten. That just don't make sense, and then the, everybody else, you, you know, you've got an argument to make. Okay, I think I think Carolina is interesting. That's not me being you know a, a Panthers homer by any stretch of the imagination, but David Tepper has had this uh, urge. We'll say urge to get yeah. a franchise quarterback, and it's it's. I mean, it, like you can you don't need to be a high level NFL insider to hear about this because I mean, no. like I'm you know I catch one of this every day where it's just. Tepper is just rabid about the idea of getting this franchise quarterback. And if you try to get Matthew Stafford and you miss, and then you try to get Deshaun Watson and you miss for reasons outside of your control. Now you have this, this guy who's a, uh, you know, a hedge fund man, a guy, you know, you trade for a living. You're, you're, you know, you're trying to hit, you're trying to buy low on yeah. a depreciated asset and hit a home run. And now you have Aaron Rodgers potentially falling in your lap. You know, the the Panthers are, are at the point in their progression on a rebuild where I think Green Bay would be f- feel comfortable. You know, they're not trading him to, you know. Right. They're not trading him to a, ri- a, a like a well, arch and they're rival. gutting him in the process. Like, yeah, I sure. could see Tepper saying, look, whatever they want on defense, give them. They sure. want Burns. They want Chin. They want wow. two yeah. ones. We'll do it. Just keep, you know what I mean? We're keeping DJ keep- Moore. We're keeping, you know, Terrace Marshall. We're, you know, we're, we're, we want to keep our, we're keeping McCaffrey. Like, hey, Green Bay's not going to want to run him back. They got, you know, they're paying Jones $10 million. Sure. A year. So I just think you start looking at the assets and what Green Bay would want to do. Um, you know, a young pass rusher is always a, a commodity. And Zadari Smith, you know what I mean? And Preston Smith, and is that forever? And you look at where they are in their contracts, and um, they're constantly drafting defensive backs, and they've got a couple good ones there right now, and I like Savage a lot, but, I mean, Adrian Amos is, what, going into his third year of a free agent deal? He's probably not, you know, how many guys play out those contracts? Very few. Right. So, yeah, I, I think um, that's, a, that's a move where it's Mark Murphy and it's, it's Tepper. You know what I mean? And Scott Fitterer lives with whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. It is a hey, Fitterer. It's, it's, this is, <laughs> you know, here, here's what your roster looks like now after we've traded for Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, if you're Scott Fitterer, you, you, I, I hope, and Matt Rule too. I hope you signed on knowing that that uh, <laughs> David Tepper is running is your boss, and David Tepper's going. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to do what David I Tepper wants to do. Aware of that, twenty four yeah. hours a day. Yeah, that that's an interesting landing spot. You know. And if I if, look, if I'm Green Bay, and this is the this is the weird math that has to happen, you alienated this guy. You drafted Jordan Love. You didn't, yeah. you know, for whatever. If if you if you want to if you want to play the narrative that they didn't give him quote unquote help because they didn't draft a first round wide receiver, whatever. You you didn't do that. It is a you know publicly that is the narrative, even if, right or wrong. I mean, he's got plenty of help. He's had plenty of talent around him. Yeah. 
no, he shouldn't complain about that, but the narrative is what the narrative is. And as just lean, they need to lean into it and just deal him. Do you, do you buy some of the stuff that's coming out where, you know, you start hearing, you know, like, a, like now it's like all the, all the, all the dirty laundry's out there. So like how much of the, how much of the dirty laundry that we're hearing is actually true? You know, the Krauss stuff. And then you start to, you yeah, know, I don't, I don't know about that, about the specifics of that. Um, the, the idea that Gutenkist is the mastermind, that whole part, just it never, I mean, right. just, go, just go look at the coverage of how he was the one they chose. I mean, most people would tell you he's the one they chose because it was going to be the path of least resistance, at least in some part. He was the most malleable. You know what I mean? There wasn't going to be as much push pushback. And he's the one who, you know, could coexist in this sort of awkward, separate but equal situation with Russ Ball. And he had the less ego. He's a good dude. Like, I, I mean, I have a hard time. You know what I mean? He's like Jerry Krause. Like, he's not calling people into the office, you know, and, and, and telling them what they should do better and, and you know, acting like he's a know-it-all. I, I but I don't know. I haven't. No one's told. I haven't heard one way or the other. It seems. I. I. I don't know. You know. Oh, he's telling guys not to sign here, and they do. You know, I'm not going to be here forever. I mean, nobody's going to be here forever. It's football. You, your season. You know what I mean? Your career. Your. 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 Um, your, your ability to play can go at any given moment. I mean, guys aren't making their own financial decisions based off another guy's. Uh, career. I mean, the idea that he's running around telling everybody, "Don't, don't resign here. Don't resign." He just yeah. did an extension 15 months ago, or whatever it was. <laughs> right, I mean, right, it was right, not right. that long ago. Uh, you know, less than three years ago. Uh, so, I, I, you know, the minutia of that stuff. I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of it. It doesn't mean it's not true. Um, but I, I think the the overarching dynamics of where we are and how we got there and who in his mind is at fault, I, I think are pretty obvious at this point. It's just worth noting that I went to the Packers uh, website, the team website. And if you go to the front office uh, tab, you know, you land on it. There's a, a list, a whole host of people, but it starts with administration. Mark Murphy's the first name on the page. This matters to people. I mean, ego matters. I, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Football operations is next, which is Russ Ball, because he's the yeah. e- EVP of football ops. Yeah. Then it's coaching staff with Matt LaFleur and his whole thing. And then the final si- silo below that is Brian Gutekunst, general manager. Which it, it is, if you go to most team websites and you click on front office, you're going to see the owner, VP of football ops, and then the general manager. And I'm, I'm not saying that, that this is like Mark. I, I don't know, man. You're. I, I guess. I guess my my point here is that I I am on your. I'm on the same wavelength with you on this. I, it feels this is a Mark Murphy thing. Mark Murphy has leveraged himself up against Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is can't leak it out that it's Mark Murphy. I guess so. You leak it out that it's Gutekunst. I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, that that I don't know again because I haven't really heard that. But like, I, I just know. Like you ask people, you, you you talk to people around the league, and who's got the power in this building? Who's got the power in that building? Like it's Mark Mur- like Mark again. Mark Murphy set this whole thing up, and even people who, in their coverage of the team, have tended to lean into the well, they're usually right more than they're wrong. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. As this whole Lord of the Flies thing was playing out, there were a lot of people saying, "Well, that's a potential red flag." And yeah, for sure. That went a little odd, and 
hmm, who came up with this setup and exactly who was it serving and why did they – wow, the, so this led them to LaFleur and not Caldwell. What are they really looking for here? Like are they looking for – I won't say empty vessels, but again, are they looking for – the most malleable, the most eager, the most willing to go with the flow, or are they looking for the absolute positive best guy for the job, regardless of whether he's been here or not, regardless of whether he's from our inner circle or not, regardless of um, any of that, are are we absolutely doing the most um, robust searches to find the best people possible? Um, and then some would say also with the way that whole thing played out, and were we really were we really trying to utilize the Rooney rule for its core intents and purposes, or was it something that we just kind of placated to placate, got it out of the way, and then did what we did? And I and again, I, I've been around Matt Lafleur, I've been around Coach Caldwell. If you're going to tell me that they're going to walk in at that point in time and do six-hour presentations, and you're going to tell me that Lafleur's was so much better than Caldwell's, was so just unbelievably <laughs> earth-shattering, like. Mind's blown <laughs> that you hired him on the spot over what you had just seen from this other far more accomplished, far more successful, far more established head coach on multiple levels. I, I would have said you're out of your freaking mind, but that's how it happens. So, I mean, again, you go back to all this stuff, like these things don't happen in a vacuum. There is a continuum, and Aaron Rodgers is a freaking animal, right? He wants to do, he's a competitive animal. And he wants everything that can help me win. And if it, I think you're holding me back or I think you're doing something stupid or I think you're, 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 you're convoluted in your thinking and I think you're just setting things up so that certain people remain in totality of power and the underlings are the underlings. Like it, All these things are intertwined, I guess is what I'm saying. And the idea that Gutenkist, the Goody, is the, <laughs> is the boogeyman, that – I, I Oh, I mean, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's Kaiser maybe Sose. Have, maybe, maybe he took him to dinner and and he ate some you know bad meatballs, and Aaron Rodgers will hold it against him the rest of his life. But I have knowing that organization, I just have a hard time thinking he's the Dark Knight, like he's Darth Vader. He's a facilitator. Interesting. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. What happens first? Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Or makes a deci- or a decision is made about Aaron Rodgers' future, or Ryan Wilson gets a tattoo. Ooh, I mean, I, I I'd like to think Breach will awaken from his post-draft slumber, um, and and either sketch this himself or or solicit inquiries over a specific and determined period of time, not to exceed more than three to five days, and we will have a resolution <laughs> in the Wilson. Uh, tattoo affair well before Mark Murphy because it'll be Mark Murphy not Goody before Mark Murphy decides that we got to get this guy out of our building I got to think we've got ink fresh ink on Ryan Wilson's arm well before uh, the Packers come around to that conclusion I I think you're right and best case scenario the Packers are dealing with a retired Aaron Rodgers, a huge cap hit, and a struggling preseason Jordan Love. And John Breach is coated in Ryan Finley ink because he didn't get this done 
in August. In August wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be quite the plot twist? My my my! How the turntables. That right, may JLC. be enough. I, I think that if that is in fact the new ground rules, and you're able to convey that to breach, because I'm staying. I'm as much as I'm in this. I'm I'm largely staying out of it. I'm kind of being Mark Murphy-ish right now, right? Uh, <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> I've set it up, but I don't really have anything to do with it. Uh, yeah, I think I think once Breach knows that this is the new reality, I suspect he kicks it into overdrive. I suspect you see a young man who is uh, recommitted, highly motivated, and and ready to bring this thing to its conclusion. He's going to drop a twenty twenty one. Aaron Rodgers season on this tattoo. Even if it's just a stick figure, I think it'll be. I I, I think he, he will have uh, made his decision. He's, he can no longer drag those feet. It's gonna be a stick figure with like a like a printout of a Ryan Finley picture. Like <laughs> you hold the football. That's right. All right, JLC, you're the man. Uh, we were gonna talk other stuff, but. This is a, a spirited. This is. I mean, we're gonna be talking about this all off season. It's gonna be. Oh, I trust me. All summer long, summer of Rogers. You, you, yeah, you don't have to. Yep, I know. Yep. Well, uh, follow him at Jason Lock and Fora, and make sure you check out his radio show if you're you know on the uh, on the radio.com app or the Odyssey. Aud- Aud- oh, we're now Odyssey. 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 Yeah, the, the Odyssey, Odyssey app. app. Sorry, and yeah, if you are in no, the Greater Baltimore area. Just listen to it on your uh, uh, on your on your on your speakers. Yeah, one zero five seven thefancom two to six Eastern, unless the Orioles are playing. You can, or you, you know, and, unless John Means is throwing, which should be considered a perfect game on our airways. Mm. In which case, we'll be on before and perhaps after. <laughs> All right, dude. Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, buddy. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.